0: Hello friends, this is Pastor Pierce Eaton and you're listening to First and Foremost, a podcast where we give you teaching and tools to make Jesus Christ first and foremost in your life. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Questions. This is part of the podcast where I seek to thoughtfully answer questions listeners right into the show by using scripture. Our question today is a juicy one. Um, I have held on to this question for a little bit, not knowing how in-depth I wanted to answer it. And I'll I'll just be forward and frank with you and let you know that today I'm not going to answer this question in-depth. There have been volumes and volumes and volumes of books written on this topic. So I'm just going to do my best to pull out the scripture for you on this question And present it to you and I maybe can get more in depth of on my view of this question down the road but today I just want to present scripture to you and let you see um, the beauty of what God is revealing in his word here so the question it's a long setup but the question is this what is the rapture and is it biblical This is a really good question because there are so many views on the rapture and there's so much confusion out there about the rapture. I'm sure uh, you've probably seen different videos or movies, the Left Behind series, maybe read a book or something like that about the rapture and it has painted your view of what you think the rapture is And you've probably had your view of what the rapture is painted more by pop culture than the word of God. So let's look at God's word. First of all, the word rapture is never mentioned in the Bible. It's true. Rapture is never said, but there are many words we use commonly in Christianity that are not mentioned in the Bible. Instead, the word rapture is taken from Latin and it means to be carried away or taken away. And that's why we use the word because the the word might not be in scripture, but the concept of the rapture is. And the concept of the rapture is that God will rapture or carry away his people in the end. And that idea is definitely biblical. Now, this has to do with End time prophecy that in the end of, at the end of the world, at the end of time, there are many different things that scripture says will take place. And it is difficult to sort all of it out and give a clear picture of what will happen in the future. I think to a degree, God has purposely veiled the specifics on what will take place in the future so that his people aren't constantly living and looking for the next sign, but instead are being obedient to the commands that they've already been given by Christ. So that's why I I was hesitant to answer this question and hesitant on how deeply I wanted to answer this question, because... I know many Christians who are sincere Christians who love God, but they have been swept away in a sensationalism having to do with the end times and the prophecy concerning the end of the world. They've gotten so swept away in that that they've become ineffective believers and followers of Christ in the moment that they've neglected God's call on their life to to go and make disciples, to follow him faithfully, all in an effort to uh, figure out uh, and piece together the the puzzle pieces that God has given us in Scripture that speak about the end. So, I I just want to maybe warn you to say uh, God gives us a picture of what the end will be like to encourage us and to point us ultimately towards uh, the knowledge that he will have victory in the end, and we will get to be a part of that victory as his people. But he doesn't give us these nuggets of what will happen in the future so that we spend all of our life trying to parse out all the details so we can figure out exactly when Jesus will return. Okay, that's a long preface, but I think it's necessary let me jump into some scripture where we get the idea of the rapture, and I want you to um, come at it with an open mind. Uh, don't read between the lines. Just just hear what uh, what promises are here and and try to think about why God would want to encourage his, encourage his people um, with these truths. So the first and probably kind of most important passage of scripture on the rapture is 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And in verses 16 and 17, Paul specifies what the rapture is. He says this in verse 16, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first, then we who are alive, who are left, Will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. So that's 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. Just real quickly, trying not to read between the lines, we can see that he essentially says this Jesus will return, he'll descend from heaven, there'll be A loud cry of command, a voice of an archangel, a sound of a trumpet. The believers who have died, they will be bodily resurrected and meet Christ in the sky. Then, in verse 17, we who are alive, so the believers who are alive, who are left, Will be caught up together with those people, with Christ in the clouds to meet him in the air. And then we will always be with the Lord. Now, the other passage that people look to often is 1 Corinthians 15 51 and 52. The reason why we look to this one often is because Paul mentions how the rapture is a mystery. It's never mentioned in the Old Testament. It's only a New Testament thing. And in this passage, Paul kind of states that. He says, behold, I tell you a mystery. So he's saying this is something new. This is something mysterious. There's something about this we don't fully understand. I tell you a mystery. And then he says, we shall not all sleep. Paul generally uses that word sleep to refer to those who who are believers who have died in this life. Um, before Christ returns. So, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. We see that same idea of a trumpet being blown. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. So, this statement about the raising of the dead, a trumpet being blown, and also this idea that uh, not all of us will fall asleep. In other words, not all of us will die in this life, but we all, every believer, will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. So we can see in these two passages that um, that there is an idea of a rapture that happens. We can see very clearly in Scripture that there's some kind of return of Christ where he draws all of his elect, his believers, to himself, and we meet him in the clouds, in the air, and we're with him forever. And most scholars distinguish this moment from the triumphant uh, second coming of Christ, where he defeats Satan and evil once and for all, and uh, and renews the earth. So, um, most scholars separate those two and say that, um, the rapture happens before that final return of Christ to defeat evil once and for all. Now, the question is, when in history does this rapture happen? Um, at the end of time in, in the, uh, in kind of that in end of before, near the near the end of when Jesus will return we see that there's a prophecy that there are there's a season of tribulation that the world goes through um, a season of tribulation some christians believe that all believers will be raptured up and go with Christ for that ser- that That series of years that is that tribulation period. Some other believers believe that um, believers will experience part of the tribulation but not the fullness of that tribulation and then will be raptured up. And then some believers believe that the rapture happens right at the end, just before Jesus comes down and descends all the way to the earth and destroys evil once and for all, that the rapture happens just before that. Now, there's no clear indication of when that's going to happen in Scripture. There's not, there's not a statement that says unequivocally and clearly. Um, a lot of it is kind of left to people's interpretation. But here's what's not left to people's interpretation. Jesus will come back for his people. Ultimately, that's what's being said here, and that's why this is meant to be an encouraging message, and this is what I want to pull out from these two passages and what what I want you to take away from this podcast in learning about the rapture. Jesus will come back for his people. There will be a moment where Jesus enters back into history, and when he does— he will take all of his believers, those who have fallen asleep, as Paul calls calls them, and those who are still alive, he will take all of his believers to himself. When exactly that will happen, I can't say with any certainty, but I do know that it will happen. And the good news about that is that we know that if Jesus says he's going to do that, then we can count on it to happen, that we will be with him for eternity that we, he will save us out of the trials of this life. And ultimately, we will spend eternity with him forever and ever. We will always be with the Lord. This is meant to be an encouraging message that Paul writes to believers in 1 Thessalonians and 1 Corinthians. Um, there are many views out there, and maybe down the road, I will try my best to parse out all the different views and give scriptural references for why those different views are held by different scholars and believers throughout time. But I will save you today and just want to point you towards the truth that Jesus will come back for his own. And here's the question, are you one of his people? Have you turned from your sin and said yes to Jesus. Have you bent your knee to the King and sworn allegiance to him? Because if you have, then you are his and he will come back for you. Thank you for your question. Um, if any of you have any questions, please send them my way. Uh, you can do that through our website, fbctc.com. Um, I am starting to run out of questions, so please send in more. Also, please subscribe and review the podcast, which makes this podcast more visible to others. Um, Thank you for listening. God bless.